0: got it hey folks welcome to the angry connect radio podcast this is going to be a different type of episode this is going to be um a preaching episode this is going to be a word of god episode this is going to be a, hopefully a revelation to many people who listen to it um and even if you have a heart as a heart to the message i implore you to listen to the end uh today mike cox he went live and he did a very powerful roughly 10 13 minute video about uh the words that god spoke to him about and it's it the message resonated within me very strongly so i reached out to mike and even though he's a very busy man uh here he is mike do you want to go on about what we talked about
1: this morning well how you doing chris thank you very much um thanks for having me back uh yeah i mean i'm still a little bit shaken by it all and i'm not a guy that really i mean go look at my profile i'm not a guy who gets too shaken by things um uh, God has given me a a, a a very strong ability to deal with a lot of stuff. But uh, what he was saying to me today, I mean, I went through it, uh, you, you know, I would I would say people should just go and look at the message so that I don't because I, I don't have the same words to go back to. These were God's words. And, um, you know, he, he often tells me, you know, stop trying to decipher my words and stop trying to, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, belittle him by 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 making it out on my own he says just just give people my words and so that was that but uh gosh i'm getting a little tongue tied right now cuz it's it's very strong in me last night i dealt with a severe, some severe turmoil, and this has happened uh, in the past as well. And I'm talking about turmoil in my spirit, not turmoil in my body, not an injury, not you know, uh, you know, not gastrointestinal issues or anything like that. I'm talking about just severe st- mental, emotional, spiritual turmoil. And I didn't know what for, you know. And I just kept feeling this heaviness, this massive heaviness on my heart, and, I, and it, it felt like this 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 thing was surrounding me. Uh, couldn't get to sleep last night, finally ended up dozing off and, and had a series of uh, disruptive dreams, um, some of which I could remember, some of which I couldn't, and ended up waking up about 2.30 and just really in a sweat and, 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 a, and a feeling of panic. Um, not knowing and not being able to get back to sleep, not knowing what to do. I just hit my knees and I just said, Lord, take this burden from me. Cause I don't know what it is and I don't know what to do with it. And then, um, he allowed me to fall back to sleep. And when I woke this morning, about six o'clock, um, he gave me, he just, I went into the sauna. I figured I would just, you know, cleanse myself, detoxify a little bit. And as soon as the sweat started pouring, these words started just flowing up in me and uh, my heart, it, it, it was an experience that you can't explain unless somebody really has experienced it themselves. Yeah. And I know, you have, I know you've experienced it. It was just an overflowing of the spirit. And, um, I was like, Oof. so I tried to dismiss it, but I couldn't. And, uh, so I wrote down, I started writing down everything he said because he said it in, in like triplicate, um, meaning he said it once and I didn't do anything, he told me, "Stop, you know you need to be obedient to my word. He said it again, and I again was fighting it, and the third time he said um if if you don't if you do not do this." I'm going to need to send someone else. Do not, do not let my will for you pass pass over. And I was like, Phew. so I grabbed a pen and pad, and I started writing it all down. And it was, it was the exact identical thing he said two times before. So that was it. And then I got this crazy strong feeling that it, he just kept on saying, you need to share it. Share it. Share my words. Share what I'm saying. Don't decipher it. Don't mix it up. Don't give your own spin on it. Just share it so that 's what I did. It seems to resonate with some people. It resonated with you and I mean the bottom line is uh, I, I we're we're just so disobedient as as a as a people and we are and we're so um self constructed meaning we 've forgotten where we 've come from and we 've forgotten why we 're here. And not only have we forgotten it, but we've we've kind of we've blasphemed it and we've from what Jesus or what God's words were today he said bastardized and blasphemed yep. and um uh so i you know I, I didn't look up the word bastardized I, I think you know you call a person a bastard because you think they're not a nice person I guess and blaspheme means you're 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 i don't even know really what it means speaking, in the contrary, Bible, you know.
0: speaking contrary to the word of God.
1: Yeah. So, so, so that he gave me those, those words very strongly. And um, like I said, if people want to hear it, maybe you'll put it into this or, or they can go to my Facebook page. Hopefully it's still up there. If not, I've got it saved and I'm going to put it on YouTube and I can send it. It's um true. I, okay I wish people would uh, would you know uh, would respond if it resonates with them if they would share it because I we are we are too lost right now I'm so my heart is so burdened Chris my heart is so burdened for people who are lost because I was lost and you know it's like the it's like amazing grace you know how sweet sound why would you why would you save a wretch like me I was a wretch you know what I mean I was a I was a, a bodybuilder who a womanizer a, a drunk you know a, a uh, pill popper, uh, meaning, you know, uh, painkillers and such. Uh, I, you know, I, all these things. I was so, so self-righteous. I was prideful. I was so many destructive things. And yet God knocked me to my knees and said, I'm going to use you. I'm like, if he if he can do that to, to me and for me, he can do that to and for everybody and my heart is burdened for people who are still sitting on the fence who are still lukewarm who call themselves christians yet they live a life of of uh, demonic pleasure who 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 use God? Who use the word of Jesus, or use the word the words God? God bless you, or, or something in a, in a, in just a blaspheme type of manner. Who live a life in in hiding of, of pornography and, and of, of alcoholism and of drug abuse and of of, of, of abuse and all that kind of thing. They, they they live this this life over here, but yet they, they shine themselves up on a, on a Sunday or Saturday evening and go to go to church and you know say, well, I'll just I'll just tell god i'm sorry and he'll forgive me and it's not like that and my, my heart my heart heart is burdened for and if i have to be used as the as the, the person that people point at and say oh bible thumper or or you know mr righteous i'm not mr righteous i just told you i am mr unrighteous i am just become clean by the, i have been cleansed with the blood of jesus christ and that is what's important and people need to understand that you know he forgives but he only forgives if you truly repent with your heart and you come back to him and you like the like the like the prostitute at the well you then sin no more and Of your own volition, and if you do sin again by by virtue of being human, you go back to him and you repent continuously. It's not one of these deals where you just say, "God, forgive me. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Uh, I'll I'll say ten our our fathers and five Hail Marys." That's not it. It's that you truly repent with your heart, and you be cleansed with the blood of Jesus. And you go back to Jesus and you, and you surrender all to him. And at that point, your heart will be changed and the spirit will enter you and things will change in your life. And, and that's, I don't know, those are the words that just came through me just now.
0: Well, uh, it's a powerful message for sure, because like you and I have both, we were both raised Catholic uh, and we both left the Catholic Church uh, at different times. I left it as a, as a young man just about to enter adulthood and you left it after uh, a A bad marriage if you will um basically i learned early on that the message i was getting wasn't real because when i would ask questions in catholic school the nun would hit me (laughs) um yeah when i would when i would question the message we were getting saying is this contradicts this other thing right here god works in mysterious ways you know and i'm just supposed to blindly accept what i'm being taught and as a Catholic, I got to admit, I didn't read my Bible a lot. And then one, one year, my mom, she sent me to a teen time Bible camp, which was a Pentecostal camp where we prayed every day. Uh, at the the end of the night, we were sang songs and prayed by the fire. It was, I I felt God more in that one week than I did in my entire life in the pews. And I gave my life to Christ that week as I just knew I had to do it. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and after that i just i walked away from the catholic church um and i went on a a, a religious quest trying different god. churches denominations checking their message out seeing and i i believe god he's the god of the heart and I, yes. I i was waiting for him to let me know that this is right and i trusted my spirit when it said this is wrong you mm-hmm. know you just have an intuition right when you're yeah like if all of a sudden you fell into a church of satan and they're reading from the uh, the necronomicon something in you is going to say you know this doesn't seem too kosher to me I'm
1: just going to go you got to trust that spirit uh well this is going to lead you there's so many ways i could go with this but the way i think of, to save time and just really get to the, the point is this um i was ingrained in the catholic faith and um my parents both being very, very strong Catholics. My, my mother, um, uh, you know, being a member of all these different committees that the Catholic uh, faith has. And then, um, uh, the the Catholic church has, and then my father being a trustee in the church an elector, meaning he he used to, you know, read the, you know, read the scripture up there and so forth and just uh, everything. And, you know, uh, you know, whatever, when they passed the basket around, he was, uh, you know, one step under a deacon and so forth. And so for me, I was an altar boy uh, for many, many years and an aqualite and, and everything. And uh, I never got any real relationship with, with God or Jesus through that. Now there was no matter of fact, it was actually dismissed. It was, it was really mocked because like you said, um, I, I never got anything out of being in the pews. It was, it was, it was more like, a uh, Forced, you know what I mean? A relationship is never supposed to be forced. A relationship is supposed to be a loving, caring, open-armed, you know, uh, uh, two-way street. But in any case, um, for me, you know, it it was weird. So to save time, let's just say this. You – found uh, you know god found you and you walked away on your own uh, volition and you said you said in your prelogue that we both walked away i didn't walk away i was pushed pushed away to be quite honest and i'm glad i was but i was I, god allowed that to happen so that i could come to him meaning i went through a divorce um i was married catholic um uh, my first wife she was catholic as well Um, and, uh, we were married in the Catholic church and all that kind of thing. And within, within less than three, we we should have never been married. We were not compatible. We were not evenly yoked. Um, maybe we were evenly yoked, but we were evenly yoked on the wrong side of the fence, if you know what I mean. Um, there was a lot of, a lot of sin that went into that relationship. And, um, so, when it was breaking, when she decided that she found somebody else that she liked better and uh you know wanted to 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 go her own way i was I was forcing the relationship to stay together based on the fact that you know you're told in the by the Catholics in the Bible that you should not be divorced, you should not be divorced, but they forget to tell you that you should not be unevenly yoked um, and that is the main thing so uh in any case uh I went she left me and she insisted on a divorce um and so i and you're not supposed to be divorced unless there's uh you know uh adultery and such or physical abuse and i didn't know she was adulterous at the time i just knew that she wanted out but in any case i go there and i say you know to the priest at the time at the church that i was a member um catholic church that i've needed to get divorced. I mean, I was getting divorced. She wasn't coming back. She, she didn't want to go through the counseling services and so forth. So he counseled me as much as he could, you know, in a, in 10 minutes and then said, okay, well, I understand that this isn't going to get back together. So, um, here's the form you fill out, you fill out this form. I think it was a 250 or 300. I don't remember how much you pay, you pay and uh, you fill out this form and then they'll annul it and you'll go on your merry way. And I was like, "What? Wait, wait well, what does this mean?" And he says, "Well, you know, you're basically saying that the marriage really didn't ever take place under God's circumstances, and you're basically just going to walk away." And I said, "No, I, I don't want to do that. I, I don't. I married her. I cared about her. I loved her. I thought that this was going to work, and I'm not going to say that it never happened. And, and you know what I mean? Why do I got to pay $350 for that? I mean, I, or two hundred? I, I don't understand. This. I, I was trying to." understand that i was asking questions i was being respectful and he said and he was being disrespectful and said listen this is how it's done this is how it's done by the, the church if you want to get married in the catholic church again you're gonna to have to you know do it this way and it's no big deal and it's just a few dollars and if you don't have it you know whatever like he was going into all and i was like go, no, this doesn't make sense to me you need to you need to express this in a manner that it makes sense to me and he couldn't do that, and basically said that if I uh, if I didn't go this route and I just got a divorce, it would not be recognized by the Catholic faith and uh, the Catholic Church, and I wouldn't ever be able to really be a, a, a good stand, a member in good standing, so to speak. So I so, so I was kind of pushed out, you know, and I was glad I did because of that because that that set me on my my search. That set me on my search, and I can tell you a lot of things that went into it. I mean uh, God spoke to me, uh, three or four times in my life. And, um, one was when he helped me to resuscitate my, my infant daughter. Um, that was the second time. The first time was when I was called to him and uh, was going through the, I was going through this divorce. I had already had that really, that, that that situation with with the pastor or the priest. And I was in my house, uh, that I shared with her, uh, and we were, it was a rental and we were you know i was being kicked out uh i had given her everything that we had basically i had a uh, my brother gave me some leftover furniture that he had in his basement so i had a, a couch and i had a, a little little tv that he gave me 19 inch tv you know this is 20 plus years ago so uh and uh you know like you know paper plates and knives and things like that and um i slept on the couch cuz she got the bed she got everything okay so here's just basically story so one day I am just in turmoil. The bill collectors are calling. I can't. I can't pay for nothing. I've sold my boat. I've sold my jet ski. I, I had a lot of things at the time. But I sold everything. I was broke and and I was destitute. And I had just got uh, basically kicked out of the gym that I was training people at because they wanted to go a different route and wanted to bring in an assembly line training group. And, uh, so I lost everything. I got home that day and there was like 17 messages from bill collectors on the phone. And I was just in turmoil and I hit my knees and I said, if God, if you're real, if you actually exist, you need to show up because I'm about ready to take, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to take myself out. I don't need to be here anymore. I have no responsibilities to anybody. And I'm going to end this. This is ridiculous. This is not a life I want to live. And I remember as soon as those words came out of my mouth, I was on my knees. I heard go to the corner and look in the cabinet, and I was like the room, and I couldn't. I mean, what? There was no cabinet. Like there was no cabinet there. The only thing that was there was like a like like an end table, like a like a little coffee end table that had a door, and like a cabinet door, you know. But there was no cabinet in the room. And then I was like what what Wait, did I hear something I, I, I'm like did, is it, did somebody enter the house like I literally heard these words but it wasn't in my ears it was kind of in I now I know it was in my spirit and again go to the corner and open the door so I went to the corner and it was a little cabinet that my grandmother had given me and I didn't give to her because it wasn't part of the marital stuff and I opened up the little door that was under there and there was nothing in it except one thing and guess what that one thing was a Bible Yes, sir. It was a Bible. And I did not even know I had it, did not even know I had it, didn't know that it was in the house. And I still to this day don't know where I got it or when I got it. But I know that. But I remember having it like I remember that it was somehow in my possession, but I don't know how it was in my possession and why it was in that. That I don't even know why it was in there. I mean, maybe she put it in there before she left. I I have no idea. And I opened up, I grabbed it out and then the voice said, open it. Okay. I just opened it up and it opened up to Proverbs and uh, I started reading Proverbs and that was where it all started for me.
0: Hmm. Well, my, yeah, my, uh, my twenties were basically believer, fall away, believer, fall away, believer, fall away. I was definitely one of those Christians. Um, I'd have a couple of years where I did it on my own and I had a couple of years where I'd go back to God and, and I had a, you know, I got married. Uh, it wasn't a great marriage you know, not all her fault. I could have been a better husband. Um, but uh, around 31, I'm flipping channels. I'm home alone, you know, um, not working. Flipping channels. I see a rabbi and I'm like, I'm not Jewish. So I kept flipping. And uh, voice said, go back. And you know that voice. I know that voice. Anyone who's heard the voice knows that voice. And I said, okay, Lord. And I went back and it was Jonathan Burness from Jewish Voice Today TV show. And he was a rabbi talking about Jesus as Messiah. And I was like, what? You know, so I watched that episode. Then I went on YouTube and I, all of his episodes are on YouTube. So I'm watching more episodes. And then I'm like, well, I wonder if there's a church like this in my area. So I Googled Messianic Jewish congregations in Edmonton. And, and there was two. Um, and then I called the first rabbi. He acted like he didn't even want to talk to me. So, okay, that lasts <laughs> about a minute. The second rabbi, Mike, we talked for two hours. And then that well, I, Saturday, that Saturday, I started my education into the Bible like I've never learned it before. I started learning the Bible from a Jewish context. And it started to make sense. And a lot of the questions I had as a Christian where things didn't line up started to make sense. And then when you start to understand that Jesus was a Jew, his apostles were Jews, he was preaching to Jews. When he preached from the Old Testament, because the New Testament didn't exist at the time, they just called it the Torah, the Tanakh. When he preached from there, they all knew what he was talking about. Uh, there's things uh, in English like "it's raining cats and dogs." I forget what they're called—euphemisms or something. Uh, yeah. But, but there's also Hebrewisms, and there's things that Jesus said that would have been one of those to the Jews, and they would have understood what he was saying. But we take those things and we're like, "Oh, this must have some deep spiritual meaning, some deep scriptural meaning." And then, and and when we try to understand ancient Hebrew and you know Aramaic and all that. We, we lose a lot of the plot. And I learned yeah. that yep. the ancient Hebrew didn't have exclamation points. And if something's important, it'll be said twice or three times. Yeah. And the more times it's repeated, the more important it is. So I started learning the Bible from a whole new perspective, a Jewish perspective. Like it's a book about Jews in Israel. Why are we learning it from a European point of view? And wow, I'm hearing serious <laughs> sirens outside anyway um someone must yeah well, see,
1: that's that yeah we'll see that yeah <laughs> see that's the whole uh the thing about the message that I got this morning I, I was getting words that were like hardcore and it was a little bit well, I mean in, in most people's vernacular and I was like whoa man should I say this but God said say what I told you and like he said he goes you you know uh well I mean I got my 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 pe- pad right here and it's it's sticking out to me he said no longer call yourself a christian meaning myself he said call yourself a son of god amen uh for they have back for they. now he when he said they in my spirit i fully meant felt that he meant everybody else who is 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 like still on the fence everybody else that's still lukewarm whether whether they are hot or whether they are lukewarm i mean, or whether i'm sorry whether they are cold or whether they are lukewarm and he said for they have bastardized my son and blasphemed his name Whew. That's, I mean, that, that, that's some hardcore stuff and i was like wow man so that was me too you know what i mean so it's oh, yeah. not like i'm telling i'm not preaching to others i'm preaching to myself because like you know side I'm going around saying that I'm a christian but yet uh, it, uh, am i still doing some some devious stuff on the other side and uh, and, and he says you know, God will forgive but he doesn't just willy-nilly forgive he doesn't just say oh okay you said you're sorry you know like I tell my kids when my kids do something when they hurt each other when they when they talk nasty to each other I make them uh, say they're sorry but that never that that has become a joke because like okay oh, I'm sorry you know, No, no 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 it's not okay. I'm sorry. It's be sorrowful. I don't want you just to say you're sorry. I want you to be sorrowful. I want to be able to see that you really understand and you have a compassion for what you did. And that's what, that's what God is saying here. He's like, listen, I'm going to forgive you, but I'm only going to forgive you if you're truly heartfully s- yeah. repentant. The you're not, of the heart. I'm not just, a, yeah, I'm not, you, you can't just go into a booth with a, with a, priest back there who commits his own sins on a on a regular basis kneel down and tell him what you did and then um he gives you you know a few prayers to say and you're absolved that's not how it works folks you know that is that's a that's 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 a human con sorry go ahead that's a human that's a human construct and it's a it's blasphemy you know so you need to, when I say you, I'm not talking about you, Chris, I'm talking about people, I'm talking about me, I'm talking about everybody, the human race, people need to come to the foot of Christ, kneel down, accept his free gift of salvation, accept that he, 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 he jumped on that cross. You might see that he was nailed to it, but he willingly, he said, no one takes my life, but I freely give it for you. He, he, he jumped up on that cross after being whooped, beaten, and destroyed, and his body destroyed, and went up there willingly so that we don't have to. But if we don't accept his gift, then we have not accepted the forgiveness, and thereby we are lost. Yeah. And, and and people don't know how to they don't know how to, and i didn't know how to kind of come to terms with that and understand it the understanding is very simple because we try to go into these deep philosophical theological things but we don't have to it's very simple yeah. we are sinners we we have problems issues and so forth we have to rec- a recognize that b recognize that jesus is our salvation c repent of all the nonsense Truly, heartfeltly repent. And D, try our best to sin no more. Yeah. And and then if we want to add some, some icing on the top, we can go out and share that message. And that brings us into a deeper relationship with Christ. Uh, yeah, I mean,
0: we could try to sin no more, but we're going to fail. I mean, but God understands that. Like our greatest right. deeds are like filthy rags, right, to God. So, like, no matter what we do, we're going to yes. fill in his eyes, which is why we need Messiah. But did you read the three things that I sent you this morning about a conversation? You know, there?
1: Chris, I, 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 you know, I, I listened to your, your, your verbal words, but I didn't get a chance to look at what was written. Okay, so I sent this message to
0: someone. I was having a respectful conversation with someone in the LGBT community because uh, she's against pedophilia being added into that group. Uh, and I told her uh, this little bit. I'm just going to read a paragraph of it. I will share some knowledge you might not be aware of. Harlotry in the Bible does not mean what it does today. Today, it is another word for whore or prostitute, but in truth, it means to live and teach contrary to God. The Vatican calls itself the Mother Church because so many denominations have spawned from it. However, there were churches that existed before the Vatican. Now, in Revelations, there is mentioned a mother of harlots. So if harlotry means teaching contrary to God, then the Vatican would be the mother and its offshoots are all harlots. They change the 10 commandments. They change God's appointed Sabbath and so much more. I'm not saying they're all evil people far from it. However, like you said, it's all they were ever taught. So they believe their version of Christianity to be the truth. Now you and I, you know that because we were in there. We, we, we know that the Catholic 10 commandments is different. And we know that all these other churches that spawned off of the Catholic church, they still keep Sunday as the Sabbath day. When Jesus said, or sorry, God said, remember the sabbath and keep it holy that's that's two singulars in one sentence he's specifically saying remember how i said if something's important he'll say it two or three times there is a day set aside and keep that day holy and now christians are teaching that any day we we worship god is the sabbath well no that's not true at all that is not true at all in israel saturday is a day that everything shuts down and over here, usually it's Sunday where stores shut down, right? So, the message has been lost, and just like, just like you said, uh, they have their own version of Christianity.
1: I lost your video. Yep. Yeah. I, I Somebody's calling in, and I guess that what that does is it, it turns me off. Can you hear me though? I can hear you. Yeah. Well, let let this bring uh, through because I don't want to hit. Uh, decline and then knock you off yeah um yeah, yeah everything you're saying chris is exactly i mean it's it's so right it's it's amazing and what came into my head was you were talking is because people people get so defensive and, and i used to i used to get massively defensive when something about my church or about government or about pastors or this or that. And, and, and we have to get over that. We've got to get away from being defensive and we've got to get, get into being um, thoughtful and really starting to say, wait a second, is there some truth there? And should I investigate that? And and what he just told me is government is not evil. People are. Churches are not evil. People are, Mm -hmm. are not evil. People are, and what what I believe he's saying there, and I'm I i do not I want to I don't want to you know try to figure out God's words. I just but what I, what hits me is that we are not saying, you are not saying, and I am not saying that a certain religion or a certain way of preaching or a certain church is the devil. We are saying that the or the people within that religion. Are, 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 are the devil. No, we are saying that the people who manage that and who change laws and who change God's word to benefit them, they are evil. And if you're following that, you are following evil. Because, and Jesus said, and he gave this strongly to me today as well. He said, listen, you are all sheep. We are all sheep. The, and you're all going to be led. It depends on who you're being led by, who you're allowing yourself to be led by. And he says, my sheep hear my voice, and they follow me. So there's there's, there's, where, the, there's where the rub is, you know what I'm saying? People, people get too defensive, and they want to say, well, you're speaking out against the, the faith that I've had that my mother and father instilled in me. So no, 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 no wrong that's not what we're doing that's wrong you're speaking out against the the, the government and you're saying that all all the democrats are 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 bad and the devil and the, no, no no wrong 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 that's not right you're wrong again you're speaking out against my pastor because he but, 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 no 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 wrong wrong again like what we're doing what we're doing is we're getting we're, we're hearing from god we're being adherent to the message. We're being obedient to him telling us to get the word out. And we're saying, look, just look at what's being done. Look at what's being passed. Look at who is saying that we should um, kill abort babies. Look oh. at who is saying that oh, uh, life life is not life until you know the, the, they're five years old or whatever. I mean, yeah, it's like yeah. ridiculous. It's so ridiculous, it's so, it's so blasphemous. It's blasphemous or whatever word it is. It's so horrible. It's such an abomination against God.
0: You are aware that, that. We would what all this Sorry. all this is ancient ball worship just coming back into popularity, right? Where they well, yeah, sacrifice yeah, children to the fire?
1: You know, again, and in my in my in what I was given to talk about uh, this morning, um, you know, where he said, um, "Oh gosh, I can't I can't even find it here." But I read about something? about how about how um, growing kingdom fear safer. I I can't remember where it is. It's in here somewhere where he's talked about um, about. Killing children, like you, we need, we are supposed to be a, a steward of the, of, of God, okay, so Jesus God told us a lot of things, and we have the Ten Commandments and so forth. And then Jesus said, "Really, I command you to do only two things." He really, if you look at Jesus's word, if you look at the New Testament, he really only commands two things. He gives a lot of uh, of recommendations that are not really recommendations, but you know, people think they're recommendations. But he gives two direct commands, and those commands are that you go into all the world and preach the word, preach the Bible, tell them about me. The great. And Okay, and then he says, um, "Take care of or look after the orphans and um, uh, the women, the, the women and the orphans." Um, right. right? I, I don't, I, I, you know. But so that's the two commands he gives. And what have we done? And the widow. And the okay, widow. There you go, widow and orphans. And what have we done? We've taken the widow and we've killed her baby and then we've made her into a slave and then we've taken the, the 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 word of god and we've destroyed it we've taken it out of everywhere we've taken it out of schools we've taken it out of, of government buildings we've taken it even out of the the democrats take it out of their whole party altogether. together now the ten
0: commandments are being taken away from uh, government buildings and statues of baphomet are being put up
1: so there, there, there's the, the rub and see people got to look at that. They've got to look at that. They can't say, oh, I am a Christian, but I am for the democratic party because yeah. it's you, you cannot call yourself both. You can't be both. You can't be, that is lukewarm. That is sitting on the fence. That is actually conspiring against the word of God because he says, take care of and look after the widows and the orphans. and that that's not what you're doing. If you're saying, Oh, you know, like the New York says, Oh yeah, you know what? We're, hey, it's really not a life until it actually exits the, the womb. And, and then it's really not a life until, you know, the eyes are open. And then it's really not a life. Until, yeah. what, 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 where are we next? It's not a life until you're 26. I mean, what is the next step? You know, first it was, you know, people say, well, what if, what if this or what if that, or what if the woman's going to die? Look, I can't control that. And, and I don't, I'm not going to speak to that. But what I am going to say is, you, if you let's say, because they'll say, "What if a woman was raped and this and that and the Okay, okay, let's let's say that that occurs, which I don't know what the percentage is, but let's just say that that occurs. You're not going to wait nine months to make that decision to have that child. If you were raped, right? You're going to wait like about ten seconds.
0: You know, my grandmother, uh, she was raped, and my we all love my auntie. Uh, my auntie is the product of rape, but she's still our auntie, and our, our you know she has sisters and brothers
1: right but do you understand my point do you understand my point if it was even if they're taught if they want to say well it's a woman's right to choose and what if she was raped well you know what first of all it's your right to choose to have sex it's your right to choose to use uh contraceptive it's your right to uh, be abstinent that's your that's your there you do you have rights to choose right but you don't have a right to choose to take a life no. I don't I don't have the right to choose to take my next-door neighbor or whatever's life if I A don't want like murder. If I don't want to be if I don't want them to be my neighbor, I can't go over there and say, "Hey, you know what? I'm going to put you down." So so how in the world can we wait 9 months and then decide mm-hmm. It doesn't make it it's so blasphemous it's, it's it doesn't, evil. Yeah. So there's where there's where I have a problem with it. They've taken it so far. They've gone so extreme and and now God has to put the hammer down. And that's why we're in the position we're in right now. Mm. That's why the world is in chaos the way it is. That's why he is now forcing us to make a choice. God is forcing us to decide whether we are for him or against him. Yeah. And and people need to come to that realization immediately because Time is short. Now, am I saying time is short to the end of the world? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying time is short till to when he is finally gonna put the hammer down and say, no, no more coming on this side. I've given you ample time.
0: It's funny you say all this because this is, reiterates what I wanna to read to you next. This is my next paragraph to that, that woman, if you don't mind. Uh, sure. Now You keep saying things like indoctrination and religious brainwashing, and you have a point. However, look at how the LGBT agenda is being thrust onto young school kids. Is that not brainwashing? Is that not indoctrination, indoctrinating them while they are young? So if they kick God out of schools and something not of God, aka harlotry would fill that void. And yes, the so-called rulers of this world are evil people. They traffic children, they rape children, they ritually murder children, and they drink their adrenalized blood, adrenochrome. They act all righteous, self-righteous for the cameras pretending to care about their citizenry, but they don't. They, they then push for the normalization of their sinful lusts bit by bit. They cannot roll it out all at once because people would riot. So they do it slowly. First, the ritual sacrifice of children, AKA abortion, Roe versus Wade, which is what you mentioned this morning. Um, where am I? I lost it. Uh, yeah, and then the, the, the homosexual agenda, or as Barack Obama, the homo married to a tranny says, love wins. They disguise the sin rollout as the advancement of human rights. What a joke. Then it was the sexual pleasure derived from animals. Bestiality is now legal in Canada. Now it's pedophilia. What's next? Necrophilia, sex with corpses? Soon open ritual sacrifice of children will be a legal spectator sport, just like in the ancient days, ancient pagan days. Can you not see the pattern? How we are not actually becoming more evil as a society. We are becoming more barbaric. Throughout history, the further society went from God, the quicker their own destruction loomed. When our societies get as bad as Sodom and Gomorrah, with roving gangs of raping homosexuals and other perversions, God is just going to wipe us off the map. Now I give you good instruction: come back to Torah. Don't forsake it. Whether you believe in God or not doesn't matter. All will be judged.
1: Amen. Wow, brother, that's that's beautiful.
0: Yeah, and the thing is, that I was I was writing it so fast I wasn't even thinking about it. And it, yeah. it it's a, it's a timeline of sin and how we're we are becoming more evil as a society we are making more compromises to morality and and trying to rewrite morality and we're pushing god out of every place and and if you read the anyone who's read the bible actually read the bible first and second kings when i read that it pissed me off man the jews were for god then they were against god then they're for god then they're against god and eventually guess what babylonian captivity eventually god is going to drop the hammer on our society big time
1: I'm surprised he hasn't done it yet. Looking back yeah. now, looking back now, you know, this, uh, thank God for these last, uh, you know, six months, Because especially for the last three months, because he gave me an opportunity personally and everybody, he gave an opportunity, but I, I was lucky enough to take it, uh, blessed enough to take it. And, really really dug into the bible and really what it said and really dug into prayer and meditation and and listening rather than talking to god but actually listening to hear from him you know because i think a lot of times we pray for what we want and we just expect that he's going to deliver kind of like a genie in a bottle you know rather than saying lord what do you want from me you know and so i was given this opportunity as we all were and it's been amazing and so Looking back now, with this, uh, with the stronger relationship that I have with God right now, I can't believe He waited this long. to dropped it. In. He's extremely patient. I can't believe it. I mean, I look back at just like let's just talk about some some of these conspiracy theories, right? I mean, the the evil empire, whatever you want to call it, uh, uh, deep state cabal, uh, you know, uh, Luciferians, whatever you want to call the, the this 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 construct has been around since the beginning of time. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, um, and when you see that we have allowed it they we have allowed them to take over. We, we, we've sat back, we've, um, just decided that we were going to be complacent and we were going to accept everything. And like you said, it was a a slow, it was a slow fade or a slow burn. You know, it was like, ah, well, well, we'll, eh, that's okay. Well, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll accept that too. Well, yeah, well, you know, we can just uh, take it easy over on this end. Oh, you know, that's sin, but it's not too bad. That's a little sin and all that. We've just allowed it to progress, and, and I am just surprised. And if you look at the conspiracy theories, I, I can't believe that we just oh, – that, that, that God – I can believe it because, like you said, he's a patient and loving God, and he's He's given us chance after chance after chance after chance. But then there comes a point in time where we have allowed it to get so bad that he's like, wow, I can't give you no more chances. Okay, this is the last chance. Um, yeah. You know.
0: Well, remember, even in even in uh, while they were in the desert, the Jews were complaining so much about their their conditions they were living under. They're saying it was better under Pharaoh, and then God's <laughs> like, you know what? I'm just going to wipe all out. And 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 Moses is like, no, 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 don't do it. And he pleaded with God to give them another chance. Um, yeah, God is not above
1: wiping us out. And then and then how about that? Then then he goes up uh, and talks to God. You know, the burning bush. He talks to God. Yeah. He comes back. With the with the message, and when he gets back down there, he found he finds that didn't they? uh, They're worshiping a golden calf. They made a golden calf, dude. They need something. (laughs) I know.
0: It's it's like human beings, if left to themselves, will always go to sin. If left to their own nature, because I mean, every debate I have with these atheists, they're all like, "Oh, my morality. I'm a moral person. You're not," because God killed people before and I'm like but you support abortion you know how many billions have died since Roe versus Wade oh no it's it's not a life it's just a clump of cells so how come if you murder a pregnant woman it's a double homicide
1: is it only a baby if the mother wants it you know here here here's another thing that just popped into my head and let and, and, and we're gonna have, probably have to end this because it's gonna get too long if not because this yeah. will open up their Pandora's box. But, <laughs> but okay these same morons and i i no i shouldn't say that but let me take say that it love. back let me let me say it with let, let, <laughs> let me let me let me pull back to compassion a little bit um, the same uh, blinded people yeah that say that it's a clump of cells and it's not a thing well how does how does a piece of how does food become something that you can eat it starts as a seed how does a a cow uh start as a cow it starts as a a seed you know it's not a, it's not a plant, but it's, it's 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 you know um how does anything that takes on life start yeah it starts from a seed so that baby is a baby at the time that that seed becomes fertilized. Just fine. like just like if I take a green bean seed and I plant it in the soil and I pour some water on it, and as soon as it sprouts a root, it is a viable, yeah. you know, viable. It's alive. Even so, if the
0: root's not even out of the soil yet, it's sparked. It's the, the, the seed has been...
1: Yes, not. and that's not, that's not philosophy. That's huh. not... That's not theology. That's not philosophy. That's not quantum physics. That is facts. I mean, right. it, it is it is alive. Now, you, you if you don't want to call it a, a, a human, if you want to call it a zygote, if you want to call it a spermazoa, I don't care what you want to call it. I don't care what term you want to put on it, but the fact of the matter is when it takes on life, when it – be. When, once it takes on life you got you got an egg and you got a sperm and once it connects and it takes on life oh. it is alive
0: and there's and they've actually looked at it, at the germination of a of a of um an egg and there is like an electric discharge when they they meet that's a spark of life right there boom the moment they meet <laughs> oh, spark of life
1: you know what and i mean bottom line brother and let's just boil it down to the facts you know, you're a father, I'm a, I'm a father, I have, I have four children, three that, uh, you know, that I saw born, and um, I saw the, when I, you know, I was, I was 37 before I had my first child, and um, I remember going in there for the ultrasound, and uh, the, the nurse practitioner hooking that up and rolling that ball over my wife's belly, yeah. and I saw a baby in there, I saw, it was like, looked like a peanut, but it had little, It had little specks, eyes, it had little, 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 uh, little things. This was my child, man. This was a baby that God somehow made happen. He formed it in the womb. I could not imagine. I couldn't imagine being offered a choice to take that. I I just, you know, I can't even go any further with my speaking because anybody who doesn't see that or doesn't understand, that. Look, I know people have made have made decisions in their life. I know that they have. We, I have made horrible decisions, and there's skeletons in my closet that I pray and I know God has already forgiven me for because I've asked for forgiveness a million times and I've not gone back to that sin. But you know we make we make mistakes we sin okay i know that there's young people there's people out there right now that are going to listen to this that are 30 years old and they had it, an abortion when they were 14 and they're going to think uh, you know they're going to think bad of themselves no that's not what it's about god forgives you we, he knows we make mistakes he knows we make errors he knows that we we fall short but what he wants to know is that you know that it was a, an error and that you come back to him and that you okay. repent of it yeah. And you don't do it anymore. And the main thing is that you don't support it. You don't promote it. Now maybe what you can do if you're 30 years old and that happened to you at 14 and you have made amends with, with the Lord. Now maybe you can use that as a message to go out and speak to other young people about the, the, the horrors of it and about the dreams that you've had over the past 16 years that, that would haunt you and so forth. Maybe you could be a a, a, a voice for um a, a you know helping someone else that's what we're talking about
0: i do want to say that a lot of uh there's a lot of testimony and uh scripture that backs up that since life begins at conception that means that that baby has soul and god put it in it breathed the breath of life in him right so if you did have an abortion and you feel really bad about it just know that that is waiting for you up in heaven and then you, you will have an eternity with your child and with that spirit uh, but can we close on something else? Um, you did mention uh, Jesus said many will not see heaven. Yeah, I think that is very important. A lot of Christians seem to think yeah. that that uh-huh. just saying that Jesus is my savior is a Willy Wonka's golden ticket and to the chocolate factory. But they got to realize that if, if Jesus himself said many will not see heaven, that means that just saying you're a Christian is no guarantee of your salvation. Uh, Matthew seven verse twenty two.
1: Yeah, I, I, I just, you, like I said, these words just flowed through me, and I just wrote them down. I didn't have scripture to point to or whatever, but I remember, you know, I did say that here. Um, Cause I just
0: want to add, reiterate what I said earlier, is that Christians are learning the Bible from a, a European or Anglicized point of view, but they have to realize Jesus, when he was talking about this, was talking to Jews who already knew the Torah and the Tanakh. They knew the Old Testament. They knew the Old prophets so they knew about the law they knew about keeping the law now we are taught that the law is dead but jesus himself said not a single dot nor tittle will disappear from the law until heaven and earth pass away i woke up today and the earth was still here so yes to me that tells me that not a single dot nor tittle has disappeared from the law right which means the law is still in effect and jesus himself said in seven, matthew 7 21 not everyone who sees me who says to me lord lord will enter the kingdom of heaven but only he who does the will of my father in heaven now jesus also said in many times in the testament do not replace commandments of god with traditions of men and when you look at modern christianity everything about it is traditions of men the jews are the ones who still keep the commandments of god the jews are the ones who still follow the traditions now some go a little overboard like the orthodox where they don't even touch a light switch on the sabbath but <sighs> You know, we have to come back to Torah. We have to understand there is a lot of misinformation that we have been sold from the day we were born.
1: Well, see, you know you're absolutely right, and, I, and we will end on that. And that is a wonderful way to end. Uh, I remember, you know, I, that that stirs in me all the time. Um, even when I was drunk in my in my drunken days, uh, what would what would mess with me is I would say to myself, "Gosh, you know, I hope I don't die when I'm drunk because I don't want to meet meet Jesus and uh, be a babbling idiot in front of him." And uh, you know, it was like, you know, what my my point in saying that is like. Many of us, and I remember saying this this morning, you know, we're going to go and for, we're all good. Every knee will bow. Everybody will be in front of Jesus one day and have to make an account for them, for themselves. And the, some people will say to him, as you put the, the scripture out there, they're going to say, you know, hey, but Jesus, man, what do you mean? You're not going to let me in? Look, man, I gave a lot of money in your name. You know, I supported charities. I went, in, I even went on a mission trip one time. I, uh, you know, I, I read. I read the Bible. I said, God bless you. Every time somebody sneezed, you know, what's up? And he's going to be like, really? I never knew you. You know, and, and, and we have to really take that to heart because he, he, we have to know him. And yeah. he has to know us. And how do we do that? Well, how we do that is we get into the word. And, and I'll leave with this. Um, this is the last two pages that, that flowed out of me this morning. And I think it goes to what you say, because I was sitting there. And I was trying. I was struggling not to put this message out. I was, saying, I was baying. I was praying. And I was begging. Hey God, not me. Kind of like when Jesus, like hey, hey, you know, if you could take this from me. But I was like, could you please take this from me? And he's like, very strongly. And I got it underlined here: share. And I was like, share, just do not blame. You know. And, and I was like. And he said it again. And he said, share. Do not blame them or shame them. Meaning the people that I was going to share with Mm -hmm. do not blame do not blame them or shame them you were there not long ago meaning I was there one long ago I was in their shoes I was you know living on the fence um before you were there uh not long ago before you humbled yourself and surrendered to me and do not and he made me underline that and do not now be prideful as to think you have reached the end of your journey in my in my will, it has only just begun. And I remember saying, Michael, it has only just begun, Michael, since you have allowed me, in parentheses, or I mean in uh, quotations, since you have allowed me to break in through the indoctrination, brainwashing, deception, and total infiltration that you were under. Woo. And then he said, Share me, do not blaspheme my name with your self-proclaimed righteousness, but speak of my righteousness moving through the unrighteous des- vessel which you are. Woo, he put me right in my place. To cleanse and lead the sheep. For I do for for I for I need to cleanse them before I can anoint them for my sheep hear my voice and follow me. And then then that was it. And then he followed up and I I just sat there kind of stunned with a, felt like a foot was on my chest. And then he said, um, this message will resonate with many. It will stir people's hearts. Some, it will empower to turn to me. Others, it will push and they will choose to hide. If they hear it, it will separate the wheat from the chaff and those on the fence will be moved
0: i think we should close in prayer brother
1: amen would you lead us
0: uh i okay i'm normally the how i pray is i talk to god like i talk to a friend so me too, me too. all right so i don't do a lot of the the pious preaching but uh me- Dear Lord, we come to you today because me and my brother Mike here, we we, we felt stirred by the words that you gave Mike and we just, we know that we have a lot of family and loved ones that we want to come to you. We want we want you to show them yourself to them, but there is a lot of brainwashing. There is darkness and I do know that those that refuse you, you will leave them to their deception and their delusions. But Lord, please, I know that you're going to do a great work and I know that every knee will bow and I just, I'm excited to be alive at this time, Lord, to be seeing your word come to fulfillment. And i am excited lord to see what you have in store for me my family and i pray that in the that jesus does say he knows me i pray lord that my sons are blessed that their mother's are blessed and wherever they are i pray this in your name lord amen amen thanks man appreciate it no problem mike oh well i thought you were going to do your version like you got to do one too i i'd okay but okay if it was just me doing it then i'll continue lord may, oh, I, man. may I add in
1: uh, blessings. You know what? never going to turn down an opportunity to talk to the lord so um dear lord thank you so much for my brother chris and uh thank you for putting us together i mean although we live probably uh 1500 miles apart or more um you you somehow weave this uh this uh, relationship and um you do great things lord and i i know that you're doing great things now i don't know why you gave me that message of uh, May 29th, that uh, Friday something, the, the, you gave me the words that sh- a shock wave will be felt. And I don't know what that means. And maybe it, maybe I'm just a fool and I'm, I'm thinking crazy things. But I thank you that you give these things to me. I hope that, um, uh, I don't know, I hope that you can use me more. And I just hope that I'm uh, a blessing back to you. And I ask that you look over everybody, you, everyone who hears this message, everyone who even hears a piece of this message is moved to turn their eyes to you and um and that you can then open up the the door so that they can walk through and experience the great amazing joy that you are Lord. Uh, we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yeshua Hamashiach
0: Amen. That's uh Jesus' name in Aramaic. Amen. Yeshua Hamashiach Jesus the Messiah all right brother uh, good. Thank okay. for this time. I hope that this message, um, when I put it out there, this is the 20th episode and the last episode of season one of the Angry Connect Radio podcast. Mike, thanks for helping me close the season out.
1: Thank you for having me, brother. I loved it. Okay. Bye bye. Okay, folks, just going to wait 30 seconds here. um waiting about an hour, been praying about an hour to, uh, to do this, to hit that button because this is uh, very, very difficult, uh, been under a lot of turmoil and, um, hi there, Chris, Chris, uh, please stick with me here. Um, whew, this is a message that I, I've been fighting not to, to, to make, <clears throat> but, um, <sighs> I just have to come with it. So <clears throat> if you've been following me or, or you, uh, we're friends, you've, uh, many months ago, I came very strongly with what I felt were words that I was receiving from, uh, from the Spirit. And um, then I left you for a while with some other messages and I got off the path last night i went through a very very turmoilous uh situation and i put my stir my spirit was stirring like crazy and i couldn't sleep so i prayed and i just uh cried out to god to take this burden from me and um he didn't he actually gave me more burden (laughs) so he has very strongly pushed upon me that i need to go and tell and go live and he gave me specific words that i finally wrote down because i've been you know and it's you can see this is four pages long so if you are someone who is on the fence if you are someone with spiritual uh if you're a spiritual being if you are someone that um whatever he just told me to tell people so if you're on here and you're listening Um, you're one of the people he had told me to tell. And he said this, he said, um, let's start number one, two, and three. He gave me after he gave me all this, he gave me one, two, and three. And he said, this is not prophecy. You are not a prophet, meaning me, but an obedient servant. If you if you share my word, um, you are a slave of Jesus Christ. how, and then he asked a question, number three, how do you break the chains of, of indoctrination bondage? Answer, you listen to me, you humble yourself, and you share from a loving, obedient heart. So that's what I'm gonna to try to do right now. I'm gonna to try to uh, 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 share this from a loving, obedient heart. Um, Chris, can you hear me okay? Because I know my voice is quivering. I, I This is really weird for me because I don't get scared about anything. And I'm just kind of quivering, but can you hear my voice? Um, please, uh, someone say so, because I'm going to go right into what this is not of me. It's, it's, it's coming through me, and I, I need to share it. Can you hear me, please? Someone tell me. Anybody? Can you hear me? Yes, thank you, Chris. Okay, this is what he said. He said, um, no longer call yourself a Christian. For, I have, for they have bastardized my son and blasphemed his name. You are a son of God. Call yourself a son of God. No need for using scripture to... So, and now, oh, sorry. Oh, I, I, he just told me you went out of place. Then he said, Roe versus Wade. So, no longer call yourself a Christian. For they have bastardized my son and blasphemed his name. Roe versus Wade. No need for using scripture to solicit money, for I, the Lord, shall provide all that is needed to grow the kingdom from the kingdom. No need, and he's talking about churches now, no need for 501c3, 403b, 503c. Now, I don't know what those others mean. I believe 501c3 is is tax exempt, but. 403B, I think that's a uh, tax shelter. And 403C, I don't even know. I think that has something to do with pharmacy. Um he says, no need for 501C3, 403B, 503C. That is a fear safe. Not a fail safe. He said a fear safe. A settling on the fence. A sitting on the fence. A lukewarm activity. And then he and he made me put an arrow up. And then again he said... that was a man cause of all oh that was a main cause of all the current issues that was a main cause of all current issues and then once again he says roe versus wade it gave government the right to take manipulate and manipulate women and for lucifer to live off the body and blood of my children render to caesar what is caesar's money And to God, what is God's, human life. I, the Lord, shall be your financial provider. Cast your eyes on Jesus and his words, and all needed things shall be added unto you. Do not work for food that can nourish the body but destroy the soul. Man cannot live on bread alone but on every word that comes out of the mouth of I am. Where two or more are gathered in my name, there I am. This is not for or against organized meeting of faith and prayer. Again, I don't know how to decipher these things. I'm just giving them to you. I am, oh, in my name, okay, he says, the churches have been bastardized. For in my name, without fear, without shame, without distress, without anxiety, you shall meet. Give that to me. Give that to my son, for his yoke is easy, no stress, and his burden is light. Act. The word act. Big, bold. Think on goodness, righteousness, hopefulness, helpfulness, relationships, love, and and all shall be given back to you. And again, act in big words. Then share the truth do not hide open heart open arms and i was struggling at this point in tears in the sauna uh, he says tell them tell them to repent true repentance for i will forgive them but i will weigh their heart first tell them forgive others but no longer support their hypocrisy through through taking part and giving. But there's another word there through hypocrisy. He says, "Tell." So he's again talking to the churches, talking to the church leaders. Tell them forgive. Tell them forgive them, but no longer support their hypocrisy through taking part in and giving to them. Another arrow, but pray for them that they, church leaders slash shepherds, will humble themselves, repent, come back to me and open their mind, heart, and spirit that I may fill it. then again, I was struggling and he said, share, do not blame them or shame them. You were there not too long ago. And and then he said, then he pointed back up and says, for you and all listening. So this is for all of us. Share, do not blame them or shame them. You were there not long ago before you humbled yourself and surrendered to me. And do not now be prideful as to think you have reached the end of your journey in my will. It has only just begun since you have, in quotation marks, allowed me. I believe that's because we've, we've been hearing, but not allowing him in, uh, since you, cause I know that's for me, since you have allowed me to break the indoctrination, brainwashing, deception, and total infiltration that you were under. He, he just told me, he just told me in my spirit, say that again. For you and all listening, share. Do not blame them or shame them. You were there not long ago before you humbled yourself and surrendered to me. And do not not now be prideful as to think you have reached the end of your journey in my will. It has only just begun since you have allowed me to break the indoctrination, brainwashing, deception, and total infiltration that you were under. Share me. Do not blaspheme my name with your self-proclaimed righteousness, but speak of my righteousness moving through the unrighteous vessel, which you are, to cleanse and lead the sheep. For I need to cleanse them before I can anoint them. For my sheep hear my voice and follow me. And then he said... Tell them something big shall be revealed on Friday, February, uh, Friday, May 29th, which is this Friday. And then he put, then he said, a shock wave. Then he said, this message will resonate with many. It will stir people's hearts. Some, it will empower to turn to me. Others, it will push and they will choose to hide. If they hear it, it will separate the wheat from the chaff, and those on the fence will be moved. And that's all. So he told me to tell. He told me to put that on record. He told me to go live. He told me to say that. Um, and now I'm in massive turmoil, and I have been, but my heart is lighter now. Um, and again, he he just said again, Michael, tell them again because people will not understand. He said, tell them this is not prophecy, but this is obedience. And he said, tell them that. So um, I just got a call. Sorry about that. So he, these are not my words. This is what he told me to write down. This is what I have been given to do. It is not of my will, but it is of his because I st- I struggled with my will for the past three four hours of um, not putting this out there but it's out there now so I just want to pray right now for everybody for us because we are under we are involved we are right now under serious heavy spiritual warfare if you don't believe that there is a battle going on or a war going on for your soul right now then I'm sorry that you feel that way and I really hope you come to the saving grace of Jesus Christ because everyone, every knee will bow to the Lord. And are you going to bow because you are thanking the Lord Jesus and and, and because you've already accepted him? Or are you going to bow because you are in massive disbelief and shocked and scared? And that's the only two ways to go, folks. I'm sorry. I have to be the bearer of this. I didn't want to be the bearer of it i'm I'm struggling with it myself but the fact of the matter is is every knee will bow and i recommend that you bow now and you pick up the bible and you search wise counsel and you start discerning what is really going on because this is not a battle of, of flesh and blood this is a battle of the of the principalities of the spirit realm and um you need to pick a side you need to pick a side you cannot be lukewarm you cannot be on the fence because there will come a day when you will be face to face with Jesus Christ and you will say, Lord, Lord, let me in. Didn't I Didn't I read your scripture? Didn't I give to the church? Didn't I prophesize in your name? Didn't I say, God bless you to people? And he will look at you. I believe in disgust and look at me in disgust if I would keep my mouth shut and say, Michael, I never knew you. And I fear that. So I just say right now, pray. If you have not yet repented, if you have not yet turned back to Jesus Christ, I, I highly recommend you do that now. I am going to pray for you. Reach out to me if if I can be of any any service, assistance whatsoever, because we are at the the the, the tipping point right now. We are at the, the precipice. And the fact that he gave he said to me something big, a shock wave will be will be exposed or presented on um, uh, May 29th, which is Friday, gives me severe concern for us. Um, and I don't know what that's gonna be. It might be something small, but that will lead to something big. I don't know, I, I am not a prophet. Like I said, I am just a guy in massive turmoil over things that I'm being told. So I'm putting it out there to you. I'm saying he's, he also said, I have it under control. I got it under control michael i win tell them i win tell them they if they turn to me they are sons of mine they are sisters of mine they are brothers and sisters of mine they are they are they are my children if they turn to me and i will protect them um god bless you all um I'm just going to say a quick prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you so very much for everything that you are, uh, are doing in our lives and in our world. Thank you for taking over and and, and destroying and breaking the bondage and the uh, the, the, the the turmoil that this uh, the, the evil side has per- perpetuated on our world for so long. Thank you that you are taking over and you are going to lead us into glorious times. We love you and we praise you and we thank you in Jesus' precious and holy name. I pray for all the people listening. I pray for all the people who hear this message. I pray that they, if they have not yet turned to you, that they immediately hit their knee and turn to you because you are the only one who can lead us through. I thank you in your name, Jesus. Amen. God bless you all. Be the change. Be a blessing. Go help others. Peace.